I don't need to be in a box. I'm not like a pair of Jordans or anything. But like, uh... <laughs> I'm sure there's some there's some dumb thing that's advertised on Facebook, and I think I've seen it before, where you you can have yourself made into a tree that grows. Like they mix your. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how I saw this cool. on Facebook. That's pretty I don't, cool. I, I don't know how Facebook's algorithm chose to advertise this shit to me, but... Uh, <laughs> they're like, hey, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we think you'll like this. Yeah, they're like, it's, you're getting up there. It's a crazy time in the world. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro, I'm 38. I'm not fucking, like, uh, about to retire and shit. What the hell? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, there's something where they, they, they mix your body and they put a tree seed inside of you or something, and so you sort of almost literally grow into a tree and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. That's like some but, Willy Wonka uh, shit. Or do you remember the cartoon on Nickelodeon, uh, David the Gnome? Wow. Man, you are speaking to my soul right now. Yes, yes. my heart. I yes. actually, I actually woke up like a couple weeks ago for the uh-huh. first time in literally years, years. Uh, like as soon as I woke up, for whatever <laughs> reason, uh, David the Gnome like popped into my mind. Just really? Yeah, I just remembered how I used to think it was dope that he had the fox and he would like yep. ride in the fox. Yep. So well, I looked it up and I watched David the Gnome for like 45 minutes. Did you watch the very, 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 very last episode of David the Gnome? No, I probably should though. Should it ends so weird? I am not even going to spoil it for you. Really? Okay. Oh yeah, it it, it, it kind of freaky how they decided to end it because like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not like it's like I, I, the writers took it like way too seriously. Like looks like look, this isn't Lost. This isn't Star Wars. This isn't fun. Like you don't have to just say. I don't know why I brought up two J.J. Abrams things, but like you do not have to take this that seriously. It's a kids cartoon. Yeah. Just uh, but they they took it a little. They went a little ham with it. Yeah. For real. Um, well, you know, stay tuned to. Uh... <laughs> next oh, yeah. episode where we completely break down the final episode of David the Gnome. David the Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is the NBA talk you uh, you, turn, you you tune into here. So. Did you see recently, um, I think Steve Nash was on a podcast with Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes. Oh, yeah, the fucking uh, the smoke. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, something like All that. I'm not smoke. sure. I think it's called. All All smoke, smoke. I think what it's called. Yeah. And they were talking about Steve Nash's game. And uh, Steven Jackson called him scrappy or uh, no, crafty. crafty. They called him crafty. And he, and he just said crafty is another word for white. And I was like, yep, that's kind of exactly what yeah, that dude, means. He's, uh, yeah. he's a gym rat, dude. He's got yeah. a. <laughs> It's true. There's crafty, there's gym rat, there's like uh, sneaky athletic. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky athletic. Uh, he's got a good basketball IQ. He's a hustle, <laughs> yes, like, yes. hustle player. Yes. He's a floor general. <laughs> <laughs> they automatically promote them to general for some reason. Yeah, like, damn, oh, bro. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> damn. That, that's a little bit of privilege there. I'm like, what the fuck? 
it's like the security guard guy that's uh with the blonde curly hair that's next to jordan all the time yo that fucking guy the guy that played quarters with him or whatever yeah yeah, he's a floor general oh he's a floor general like he by the way the floor general never started as like private lieutenant like he didn't have to work his way up he got the general pretty quick because his parents like knew somebody you know what i mean true paid for him to get into usc or something and now he's like now he's a general like right out of college that's what steve nash is <laughs> <laughs> no he was raw though i i that's uh all jokes aside yeah no steve nash like was a g i don't i was mad that he got that second mvp i thought it should have went to Shaq. But okay. I'm, also, I'm also biased though because I'm a Heat fan and Shaq was on the Heat that season. But uh, I mean, just the amount of assists that he got w- while scoring as much as he did. Oh yeah, it was pretty nuts. When you say he was a G, the G stands for general, as in floor general, because that's what <laughs> Steve Nash was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, man, he was uh, sneaky athletic. I saw somebody make a meme recently. This is where our podcast has to, has digressed to because we're not. There's no NBA going. And there were, the playoffs would be happening right now, by the way. Um, I saw a meme where somebody, everybody's taking the last dance and using all the scenes to make memes and stuff, which is amazing and beautiful. Um, it said something like about how LeBron thinks of him. There's a scene in, I think it's some HBO show where LeBron calls himself the greatest player of all time. Uh, oh, yeah. And, it's a barbershop show or whatever. Yeah, where he said after he won the championship in Cleveland, he considered himself the greatest player of all time at that point, which is obviously a shot right across the bow of Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Um, but uh and then of course it shows the scene of michael jordan like watching that clip on his ipad or whatever and then laughing at it type of a thing and then uh right after that it says uh man lebron james lost to jj barea and jason terry in the finals and i was like oh damn man that's uh that's that's uh that's true that's true also true it's pretty fucked up like they conveniently leave out Dirk, but it is true. Yeah, yeah. Who's like, who's considered like one of the you know one of the best? I'd say power forwards, uh, like top ten in the history of the league, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's funny. Actually, um, the people that I talk basketball with out here, uh, you know, just the casual basketball fans, um, he, a dude, uh, and way younger than me, by the way, because I'm I'm 38. This guy's uh, 22. Walks up to me and he says, "Johnny, Johnny, I got a quick question for you. I don't care how you answer. I'll respect you either way. Um, even though I hate the Celtics, but I'll respect you either way. Uh, who's the greatest power forward of all time?" And my instinct said, uh, "Tim Duncan." He goes, "You're absolutely right. Carry on." And uh, I was like, "Damn, uh, that's that's kind of crazy that someone his age is." fully aware of Tim Duncan and that Tim Duncan is probably the greatest power forward of all time. I think he is. I think he is as long now, as now Malone's numbers are pretty intimidating. his scoring numbers, I believe, isn't he like top five in scoring all time in the history uh, of the NBA? Malone is number two, uh, all time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And we're not talking about post Malone. No, 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 no. Carl Malone. <laughs> Carl Malone. Um, truck driver, power forward, 
not an NBA champion. Yeah, he got Michael Jordan. He did. But that's a position, I think, uh, it's a weird position, right? Because the center is always the tallest guy on the court. And a small forward is a guy who, in today's NBA, is kind of referred to as the swing man, right? He's yeah. a guy that can, he does a lot of stuff on the wing. He can he can shoot from anywhere. Um, he can drive. Uh, the small forward can kind of do anything. The small forward position has, in the past, I'd say, 20 years become like the scoring position on the floor for any NBA team. Um, but the power forward position, like how do you, how do you, like, how do you say to a guy, you're going to be the power forward, you're going to play the four. So you're telling him he's not the tallest person on the court, but what is his role? What does he have to do? I feel like the center he doesn't necessarily have to be the tallest dude, but it's just got to be like more bangier and bruisier, you know, it's going to get down there and bump around and shit and protect the rim and shit. Fair. Like, it's fair. It's like Dirk played the four a lot. And, uh, you know, the center next to him wasn't always like taller than him. They're just maybe a little, a little stronger, you know, we'll name some of Dirk centers. I mean, fuck, damn. That's that's uh, right? tough. I got like Eric Dampier. Uh, Eric Dampier is the first one I can think of. Um, fucking what's his name? Tyson Chandler, where they won the chip. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah, really fucked up by not allowing that to continue. Uh, Tyson Chandler was like the perfect dude next to him, and now you have two seven yeah. foot dudes that are like relatively agile, and like one of them's all defensively like leaning in his skill set. And the other dude's like a top five scorer of all time. Like, yeah. If you, um, well, okay. So transport yourself back in time to when they put Eric Dampier at center. Eric Dampier was a solid center, though. Like, he could, he was a guy you put in for points. Like, that's what he could do as a center, is he could score um, like 15 a game, I think. I can't, I can't remember who he played for before Dallas. But he was like a decent center. Like he's a decent scoring center. You could put him in for like ten to fifteen a game, and he was he was good for it. So, but I prefer Tyson Chandler, though. I I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, and by that point too, um, Dampier wasn't really doing a lot. Uh, like Dallas Dampier didn't really do all that much. He was Truth. like he kind of like I'm seeing he's hovering around like nine and eight most of the time at best like mm. while, while he's in Dallas but he was solid in the in the Warriors he was on the Warriors uh prior to that yeah that's what i remember him yeah he was on the Warriors that beat the Mavericks when they were the eighth the it was, it was when they upset him as the eighth seed right uh he yeah i think so actually i'm pretty sure yeah i think when they he had was. Baron Davis Stephen Jackson that team he was he was that was um, when I used, that was when I used to actually like the Warriors. Man, talk about bad luck. This man, uh, Eric Dampier, was on Dallas when Miami beat them in the finals mm-hmm. in 2006, and then in 2011 he was on the Heat when Dallas. Uh, he that was his first year coming to Miami from Dallas. That's and then rough. Fucking Dallas won. <laughs> 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 that's rough that's and, just bad luck 
I gotta say, um, after he left the Heat, then they won the two in a row. So maybe Eric Dampier leaving your team uh, does good it's things. It's the key to yeah. winning it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the team he was on before Dallas, the Warriors, dude. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's rough. Whoa. That's rough. Out for them, you know. <laughs> Nah, he was like a he like a, he was like a worker dude. He was a solid role dude, center, like kind of mm-hmm. throwback to the nineties type dude. I mean shit, he started in ninety-six. So I mean he is the nineties. He's got a dope middle name. His middle name is Trevez. Doesn't he spell his name E R I C K? He does. He does. Damn. That's a gangster thing to do, by the way. Gangster. <laughs> That's a gangster thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's not fucking around. He wants you to really get that in there. <laughs> make sure you don't forget about that shit. Yeah, he just air it. He's Eric. Don't fuck yes. around. For real. The last Have you seen them all? Have you seen? Yes, uh, I am all caught up. It's been pretty good. It's been it's pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very like. I, I like that they're. It, it's basically fleshing out all the details of like the stuff that I saw because like. It, it, here's what I'm realizing watching it. It's like in the '90s, like there was no like this. A lot of this stuff is like well, most of it is like pre-internet, pre like pre-social media. So like. A lot of the stuff I just you just had to follow it sort of um, on the surface level, but like now I, I'm getting to see like the '90s Bulls like dug into, like somebody's digging into them a little bit, um, sure. and really like uh, yeah. Um, some takeaways like Scottie Pippen finally getting some respect on like the level he deserves it, even though he's already a Hall of Famer, um, but getting the respect he really fully deserves and like solidified, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's get he gets his he gets some respect, but they also like uh, Jordan also like kind of shows some disappointment towards him too. Like, uh, but I guess in a Jordan type way, where uh, he acknowledges that he wouldn't that he needed Scotty to win. Yes, and that he Scotty did. was probably one of the next best basketball players on earth after him. It's true. But, like, but he also like um, I remember where he was disappointed about. Uh, when Scotty was holding out, uh, when Scotty didn't want to play, when he had the surgery and all that stuff. Oh, uh, for the the very the, uh, the last season, for the last season they won the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, uh, yeah. he felt like he should have put his contract like grievances aside and just played. But it's like, yeah, easy for you to say. You're like, yes, you're like destined to be a billionaire. <laughs> yes, I believe in. I believe that season. If I remember correctly, and this is this is my memory coming from just from the '90s, from twenty some odd years ago, I believe he signed a one year, thirty million dollar contract with the Bulls, like just for that to finish just, off, that, uh... just to finish off that last season. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's well worth it. You know what I mean? And they won the championship, so you know. But damn, one year, thirty million, and Pippen never, ever, ever, ever landed a big contract. He never, ever, ever got paid. Never. And he should have Portland. Portland didn't give him that much money. Houston didn't give him that much money after the fact. Chicago never fucking paid the man. Never. He got some good money when he was on the Blazers. Is that true? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm looking at a um, on Basketball Reference right now on the front page. There's like all these links to just things relevant to the Last Dance. So you might want to pull pop that up because it's pretty uh, some cool shit on there. But anyways, yeah, I'm looking at his contracts and it's nuts, man. I think uh, I don't know if he knew like what his true value was going to ultimately like end up being. Um, I think he knew, but I think I think everybody else was like, "Come on, man, really? Like, we don't need you. Like, what? what we don't need. We got Michael Jordan. Like, if you went away, uh, it would mean nothing. But like, I think he, having him there was a huge. I mean, Jordan admitted it, right? So, yeah, but um, I'm pretty sure like a uh, big part of this is that he what he signed a really really long contract. Like, uh, I think it's like it was a bad contract though. Yeah, it's like a it's like a gnarly like fucking uh, it's like a seven or eight year deal. Yeah, it had weird it had weird numbers. It didn't divide out nice and evenly. Like he, and it, it, it's the is it the first one he signed after he was drafted? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, it's after he ran through his like because uh, they Working all get contracts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, that's just crazy. I think it's a seven year deal. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like a, a little at the at its highest point, he's making a little over three million, and it's like, yeah, for seven years. Um, yeah. I don't know when he signed that, like, if he knew that he would be, you know, much, much more valuable than that. But then, then he goes to the Rockets and gets 11 million for one season, but then. Uh, he gets a pretty fucking big four-year deal in Portland. Yeah, which is kind of nice. I mean, you know, he he earned it. I mean, he had earned it up to that point. But uh, man, it's it's just we it's just surreal that the Bulls just never felt the need to really pay him. I mean, they're not they weren't a stingy team. You know what I mean? Like they they it, it's it's a relatively big market. You know what I mean? It's big enough to where they can afford to pay him a little more than that. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't feel too bad for him. Like, he's rich now. Like, he's fine. Like, I'm not, like, worried about, like, is Pippen living on the streets? Like, obviously not. But uh, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. It, well, it's, one, it's one of those, like, what what could have been, like, had he not been drafted uh, by the Bulls? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, to like, to put in perspective, fucking... So Scottie Pippen made 109, pretty much 110 million in his career, which is like fucking awesome. You know, 110 yes. million. Fantastic, right? Um, Eric Dampier is like <laughs> right almost at 100 million. <laughs> you had, I like that you kept Eric Dampier's numbers up. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, man, so that kind of shows even though yeah, basically what you're saying that like, yeah, he did well. Like, it's not like nothing to cry about $110 million. Right. But, you know, that's he, that was definitely not like all that he could have gotten out of his career as far as his value and everything. Like, uh, he probably generated more money than that just by playing basketball. The documentary seems to make a point, actually. I think it's episode three. I can't remember. But they it, it's the whole episode where they go into Pippin and his background and how he's from, like, central Arkansas, like a very small school, um, had a big growth spurt from, like, I believe his uh, junior to his senior year or something like that, and just, like, completely fleshed out all of his skills. 
Um, but the, but they make it a point in in the Pippin episode to mention um, that he was like one of the like in the it, they look at the salaries of every player the year that he signed that contract, and he was getting paid worse than like a lot of other players in the league. They just like should not have been getting getting that kind of money. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't even know how the fuck they did that, man. I, really, uh, I, I have a feeling Jerry Krause did not know what he had in Scotty Pippen. No, nah, I think he did, and they knew that they were getting a, a good-ass deal. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you could be right, yeah. That's, that's what I think, uh, and I feel like, uh, you know, one thing, well, one more Scotty Pippen comparison, and, and I won't keep going, but uh, this one's sure. kind of unfair because of, like, inflation and shit like that. But uh, so we got Scotty Pittman at 110 million. Uh, Chris Bosch, his career total is 242 million. Damn. <laughs> Scotty Pippen has six rings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's I mean, fucking insane. <laughs> Honestly, if you add up that whole bad contract, the all seven years of it, uh, Chris Bosch has single seasons uh, where he made more than that. <laughs> the money nowadays is nuts in the NBA. Well, the NBA is a much bigger game nowadays than it was in the late 80s, to be fair, or even the, the uh, early 90s. But um, still, it's, it's just, uh, yeah. And you're right. It, it's not a fair comparison because of inflation, but still. And just the explosion of the NBA, which like, yes, you know, Scottie Pippen played a role in that, though. He did play a role in it. Yep. And dudes were making big money around him, you know, just not him. Um, Yeah, that's that's just nuts. Another thing they mentioned is, uh, and this is one of the earlier episodes, is how, um, you know, they they talk about the teams that could have drafted Jordan. I think Portland was was the main one there. Portland drafted Sam Bowie instead of Michael Jordan. Um, and I, I, didn't, I don't know why, like, uh, I guess people always mention it because, like, why didn't, uh, does, does Portland have all these regrets? And it's like, no, not really, because they had Clyde Drexler. Um, yeah. he, he played Jordan's position. So it's like, why draft Jordan? Because you already have your version of Michael Jordan on your team. I, I always forget that Clyde Drexler was drafted before Michael Jordan. I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Clyde Drexler is like the king of like being 20, but looking like you're 40. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way. yeah. Fucking Greg Oden, <laughs> LeBron disease. <laughs> Clyde Drexler, man, he, they showed him in like the 92 finals, you know, where Jordan was like super pissed about the fact that he was getting compared to Clyde Drexler. And yeah. uh, I was like, damn, man, he, that, that dude already had like the, the bozo bald haircut going on. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> he's 29. <laughs> he looks like a TV show dad already. <laughs> oh man. Uncle Clyde. Yeah, I know. I feel like, uh, that, that shit about Clyde is like totally true. Like Michael Jordan is obviously Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler is Clyde Drexler. But, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like just because of that part alone, people might not realize uh, that Clyde Drexler was fucking awesome. Uh, he's got like two seasons back to back where he averaged 27 points, 
uh, like dudes aren't just putting down 27 a game like yes. this yes. any old time. Yeah. That those are elite numbers. Like that's why I mean that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of um, yeah. It's funny because the documentary kind of kind of only mentions him quickly um, because they played the Blazers once in the finals. Um, but but he yeah. But but they kind of shits on him a little bit because you know they were comparing Jordan to Drexler. Um, but but Drexler deserves a little more respect than that. I mean, geez, like he's probably the greatest player that Portland's ever drafted. I mean, until say Damian Lillard, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, Portland isn't like a team that just like has, you know, a huge legacy of uh, draft picks and championships. So they're just like they have they have Clyde Drexler, Bill Walton, of course. Yeah, but Bill Walton even did all of his good stuff when he was with the the Celtics. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. um, But yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's just it's weird. He kind of got shit on a little bit. He's one of those like overlooked Hall of Famers, to be honest. Oh yeah, um, it's and kind of weird, a, dude. This man had a ridiculously long career; it's like fourteen years or something like that. And every single season, except for one, he never averaged less than seventeen points a game. And that one season was his rookie season. Came off. Oh, for real? Yeah, but then for fucking thirteen years after that, he was good for like twenty a game plus, so sometimes close to thirty. Um, I mean, he's he's a, he's consistent. He's just a yeah. I mean, that 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 that's all you can ask for for your all star player. Um, but yeah, I feel like all that kind of goes along with uh, the fact that the documentary is so controlled by what what Jordan, how Jordan views things. You know, like uh, he's a he's part of the documentary you know he's a producer on the documentary like there's not going to be anything in there that he doesn't want to be in there and it's kind of all from his viewpoint so like yeah in jordan's mind like fuck fuck clyde drexler (laughs) (laughs) uh, Drexler, seriously it's kind of crazy yeah because clyde drexler has no championships it's kind of crazy how um yeah, no, that that that's a great point. Actually, I I didn't I I totally forgot that that Jordan's like a a producer on on the whole thing. Yeah, there's um, other there's other parts in it that made me think that like when they, when they show the series against Orlando, uh, they never talk about Shaq. They show Shaq and they say his <laughs> name, but they like they show all these highlights and it's like all <laughs> Horace Grant. You would think that Horace Grant was the best player on the team. Yes, yes, yes. To be fair, Horace Grant is a one time All Star. Um, yeah, he won. He, he he won. He won that um, while Jordan was away. Like when Jordan was a, was away for what was it, twenty one months, I believe, when he went to try to play baseball. Yeah. Um, Horace Grant, B.J. Armstrong, and Scottie Pippen were all All Star players from the Bulls. Like they had three All Stars on their team still. Like Horace, Horace Grant and B.J. Armstrong did not win All Star. Uh, were not All Stars when they were. Uh, when Jordan was on the team, it, it's, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. They probably, it's like, you know, they had to rise to the occasion of his absence and shit. Sure. Uh, Horace Graham, it was like a swag icon as well with the, with the goggles. Man. Oh, those goggles. Plus, goggles oh, cool. Which by the way, he doesn't wear, like, he doesn't even wear glasses in his normal everyday life. Like they, they should are showing him in this documentary. By the way, he's 54. I got to say, the, the whole black don't crack thing is so fucking true. He, he looks, looks like, like a college freshman. Dude. <laughs> he looks like Zion Williams. 
He looks 30 years old. It is nuts. It is nuts. He's 54, and he looks like he's 30. It is crazy. But no, I, I'm surprised they waited so long to actually. I mean, they he doesn't appear until a few episodes in. Um, True. What but, fuck? Yeah, and apparently I didn't. I didn't realize he was the guy who. Um, I, I guess there was a book written about how how weird Michael Jordan is in the locker room and how much of a dick he is in practice. And <laughs> Michael Jordan, how much of a dick he is and how weird he is. <laughs> That's a good title of the book. <laughs> It takes up the whole cover. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan, colon, how much of a dick he is. <laughs> and also, how weird and he also. is. <laughs> um, but I guess they scapegoated Horace Grant, and they said he was the one that gave all the information, like, like was just, like, telling this author. Well, for the Jordan rules, yeah. Yeah, the Jordan rules, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's sneaky, man. Uh, clearly, that's what Michael Jordan thinks happened. <laughs> yeah, it's you know true. I mean? it's like, true. It, it was definitely Horace. I know it was Horace. Like, kick my, come on. It, it, but Horace Grant was like, no, nah, no, nah, wasn't me, man. It wasn't me. Horace Grant. Horace Grant was so cool. I I like when Horace Grant went to the. Uh, it was weird when he went to the Magic, like because that's when I was living in Central Florida. Um. He was like, he was like, he felt like free. Like he could do whatever he wanted. The, the Magic fans loved Horace Grant. They fucking loved him. It's like true. Sha- Shaq was amazing, of course. Like, like you knew what you're getting with Shaq already because he was just like, he was huge and he was quick and he could just dunk all the time. Uh, Penny showed up and Penny was like a facilitator and he was out there doing shit. He's doing Horace, like magic esque shit at times. Yeah, well, yeah, he's but Horace Grant. Horace Grant doesn't do anything particularly awesome on the court. He just he catches rebounds. He's got a good mid range jumper. Um, he'll you know you catch him on a fast break, he'll dunk it in for you. But he doesn't really do anything like spectacular. He just does like the basic fundamental like power forward shit. Yeah, he's um, like a Haslam. He's like you got to have that guy. You know, you, do. I mean? you, you have to have it. He's the workhorse. Um, he, yeah, I mean, they're they're ma- like one of their big plays was just like it was it was like a, a it was like a bread and butter play for them because I, I used to watch them a lot because they were like that's the only team you could catch like every night uh, in Central I'm Florida on TV and shit. Or no, well, you talking about Magic? Yeah, well, yeah. well, I'm saying I, on the local station, like like yeah. well, you know, uh, Sunshine yeah. Network for sure. Sunshine Network would show Miami games down where you are. I'm sure Orlando games up where I am. Um, like their bread and butter play, which is a standard like pick and roll top of the key with Horace Grant. Uh, you get two defenders like on Penny and then he kicks it out to Horace Grant for like that top of the key mid range jumper. It was like a hundred. He was like, he was a hundred percent from that with that shot. It was nuts. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Horace Grant like felt you could, he was so happy on the Magic. I don't know what it was. I mean, he was happy to win the championships with the Bulls, obviously, but he felt like so free. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted on the Magic. Oh man, but he looks so young. It's it's stupid. It's just stupid. Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of funny how like they the series where Orlando beats him, they talk about like how tired he is, and uh, they just they. Don't show Shaq doing anything cool. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. <laughs> and they just briefly, like, I think you just hear Shaq, like, in because they show the clip and it's like <laughs> Marv Albert. <laughs> 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 Marv Albert is just doing play-by-play and he says yes. his name real quick. Yep, and then and then Thornton's just like, I was tired. And then, oh, fuck, Horace Grant. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then that's it. That, that's why he lost. He was tired and just like the pain. Yeah. 
of Horace Grant just over there, just all in the blue jersey. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah. yeah, by the way, Shaq was on the team. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we don't even mention it. It's funny you say that because I just saw like one of these like uh, fan made video things where they talk about the Jordan and Shaq rivalry, where like, um, and I, I never thought about it this way because, uh, but Shaq says he learned a lot from Jordan. I mean, I guess a lot of players learn a lot from Jordan. I shouldn't say just Shaq, but yeah, um, most people in life, I feel, yeah, learned a lot from Jordan. I'm learning a lot from Jordan. Shit, but like, um. Uh, they talk about how, like, when Jordan um, left, like, that's when the magic started really rising up. And I, I totally forgot about, like, the timeline there. Jordan leaves um, after they win the 93 championship. Uh, Shaq was drafted in 92, I believe, and then Penny in 93 because they got the two first draft picks in a row, which is, like, crazy odds. Um, so that's when they started rising up. And that's, of course, I think I think they went to the finals against Houston and got swept. But, like... Shaq like and then and then of course they beat the Bulls in the in the playoffs in 95 the 94 95 season um that's the season where Jordan came back and they showed the Nick Anderson steal which was like right. I remember watching that game I was like oh my god Jordan should not have come back Nick Anderson just stole the ball from him this is ridiculous and the magic uh beat them in like six games and I was like this is this the magic are gonna be like the next best thing uh, which the documentary makes the case too that like everybody thought the match were going to be the next big thing, and obviously they weren't. But um, I guess my point was, oh yeah, so they they talk about the whole like uh, relationship between Shaq and Jordan and how like they they met so many times and like Jordan always wanted this revenge against the Magic and like uh, Shaq uh, you know was trying to solidify himself as like the best player in the league when he was in there because like he was pretty much unstoppable anyways right at his position yeah and he was an icon he was already averaging like 29 points yes quickly doing movies and music and like uh, his own shoe yeah in some ways you could say you know he had the blueprint though like right away like uh from michael jordan you know it's like oh shit what do you do when you're Shaq? it's like i'll do all this shit that jordan and all these other guys are doing exactly right it's um it it was kind of funny yeah he, he he had his own shoe the movies like you said and then um yeah, but basically, but because of the way the timeline worked out there, Jordan retires, and that's when the Magic actually start to, like, rise up. And they're, like, the kings of the East with this badass offense and everything. Um, one of the things they mentioned about Shaq um, in this little video that I caught is that I didn't realize that he's considered – they put him – they put him not in the hall of fame because obviously you can't get there yet, but he was already considered one of the top 50 greatest players, like in his third season, like the numbers he was putting up already, they were already considering him one of the greatest of all time. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Shaq is like a phenom. Like uh, he's arguably literally the, the most dominant player, like just on the court uh, of all time. When you see, you know, there'd be like four dudes on him and it doesn't, doesn't even matter. And he dunks the ball in anyways. Yeah. That being said, oh, but uh, but Shaq is in the Hall of Fame though already. Oh, he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- there was some weird thing where they said like in his like third season they had already decided that like he's already going to like be in the Hall of Fame or he's already considered one of the fifty greatest players or something. Or it was that season. Uh, there was like a special anniversary of the NBA. I don't know if it was like seventy five years or fifty years. I think it's fifty years. Yeah, yeah, fifty years, two hundred years. Uh, <laughs> And they did the uh, like seventy five years. 
I think it was 75 best players, right? Or yeah, uh, yeah. 75 greatest or 50 greatest. It was and, the 50 greatest because it was 1945 to 1995, I think, is the yeah. 50 years that they picked there. Yeah. And he had been in the league three years. Yeah. They had seen enough. They had seen enough. No, it's true. And he was already, I mean, I didn't, I, when they showed his numbers, I was like, damn, he was putting that up as a rookie. And then like three years in, he's like, I mean, yeah, he was dominant. Like from the start, it's kind of crazy. Putting up 29, like 11 rebounds, almost three assists. Those are like MV, like MVP numbers. Yeah. Two and a half blocks. Yeah. Shooting almost 60%. Yeah. I feel like there was a moment there where, uh, where Shaq was pursuing that like greatest ever spot but that's not really like Shaq's whole thing though you know he kind of like just wanted to have fun but I think when he was uh three-peating with the Lakers you know it was like oh man well you're well on your way you know what I mean because that's we hadn't seen that since Jordan so you know well it it actually made me realize why he left because when they start when they start talking about the Shaq and Michael relationship, which I didn't realize there was much of a, like a relationship there. I don't think there really is, but, but people talk about their whole, it, it's, it's like a, a silent relationship type of thing. It's kind of weird. Um, th- between Shaq and Michael Jordan, like, um, Shaq left Orlando because he's like, I've done all I can do there. Like, that's it. Like we, we got to the finals. Then we went, then we won 60 games the year after that and got swept. Like, that's all we can do. Like, I think Sha- Shaq left for LA because he had a better chance of winning a championship out West than he did in the East. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it's like LA versus Orlando, you know, oh, the, well, ma- the magic is like one of the most historic franchises. Yeah. Like. Magic are a small, small market, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. I, I, I didn't realize like the, the, it's weird when you start to see like why certain players make certain decisions, you know what I mean? For real, because uh, I remember, I remember the time everybody in like Central Florida was like super like, man, fuck Shaq, fuck all, fuck everything, fuck it, fuck him, burn, burn your jerseys, do all this shit. And it's like, well, he has a reason for doing it. He he actually legit wanted to win. Like that's, I think that's why he went to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, career total salary two hundred and ninety two plus million. Shaq. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and that that's NBA salary. That's not including like sponsorships from Reebok. He does commercials for everybody. The general, uh, icy hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. Uh, Buick. I think he did for a while. Like it's nuts. He can't even fit in a Buick. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Shaq. Do you think? Um, do you think they'll do, like? This is a, it's a pretty epic documentary. I have to admit. I mean, it's a ten parter, and they're going through like they keep. Uh, I, I like the way they're doing this whole thing where they go back and forth. Like they're going through the very last season, but they keep going back to uh, the other five championships before it, and they just just highlighting what's going on in those seasons too. Like, do you think there will ever be something similar to this that the NBA can do? Like with like LeBron, maybe like and just talk about his career. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Well, Kobe's final season was also filmed uh, documentary style. Oh, um, for real? Yes. Yes. 
but um, it's like they don't really know when that will ever be used, and especially uh, just you know with him passing away and everything. And yeah. he was he was providing a lot of feedback for in the process of it. <coughs> but that could be one that we see. Uh, totally different, like scenario going down. You know, because he's not like competing for a championship in that season or anything. Yeah, he's and, like, he, and he's and he's not here anymore to be interviewed. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they could do a LeBron one would be good. Uh, yeah, I mean, the cool thing about LeBron, I feel, is like his, uh, like his multiple stops, like during his prime, gives you like it would be dope to have a a movie about each one. You know what I mean? Like multiple uh, stops. Oh yeah, Cleveland, Miami. Uh, Cleveland again, then LA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or I guess, I guess the whole LeBron movie as a whole, like, I feel like that would that would just be interesting. The fact that there's like Watch these that. little these little chunks of like different chapters, you know? Yeah, for sure. If they if they did that, but that would be pretty epic, just because uh, I think if he wins a ring in LA, no one's ever done that before. No one's ever gone to three, three different teams. teams. Yeah, no, Robert 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 already did it. He did it. Yeah, I think so. With uh, San Antonio, Spurs, Lakers, Houston. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Damn, he's not sorry, Robert. Yeah, well, no, sorry, Robert Ory. <laughs> no, Robert Ory's like Psh, uh, Robert Ory's. Not sorry. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Damn, LeBron can't have shit, dude. <laughs> honestly it, it, it kind of i as much as i i love this documentary and michael jordan is awesome and he's you definitely have to always put him in the goat consideration but i still think it's lebron james i still think lebron james is the greatest player of all time officially oh God, both. Both. yeah i gotta do it yeah michael jordan's amazing and and, and to see like Man, the the end of uh, I was t- telling you before the podcast that the uh, the last like minute of episode seven of this documentary where um, he's basically sort of dispelling the myth that he well not dispelling the myth I shouldn't say that he accepts the uh, criticism that he got of being like a dick in practice right yeah. like a, of being like an asshole to every other player on the team but that he only did it because it makes them want to win. Right. Like he, he, he was weeding out the players who don't give a shit. Right. Like he's like, yeah. I, I only want people with me that want to win. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, I like this then, podcast. That's like, <laughs> it's true. A lot, of, uh, a lot of potential hosts, you know, that we had to fight to the death. Uh, to, and if now we're just down to two Kings, that's all there is to it. But, um, but the, it, it's weird the, the thing that's really like got me and gave me like goosebumps is the very last part of that scene of, ep- of episode seven. He is Michael Jordan is literally transported back in time. Not literally. He's, he's, he's uh, figuratively transported back in time to like when he was playing. Cause he says the sentence, if you don't want to play that way, uh, don't don't play that way. Like he's like he's talking present tense. Like he's not talking like in the past. Like it's he's like living. He's reliving the moment during this documentary. The, the, during the documentary. During the interview. Staring off into the middle distance and shit. Just like, yeah, uh, yeah. Taking himself. To that he's backstage. such a. He was such a competitor that like he's still like he he, he still hates on Isaiah Thomas to this day, and I love it. And by the way. Isaiah Thomas totally deserves it. 
he he deserves not having been on the 92 dream team yeah he made enemies with everybody david robinson said it like no we didn't want him on the team plain and simple He, he, he we hated him yeah, I know. It's a shame, too, because he was a bad motherfucker, but he's oh, also yeah. kind of a trash motherfucker, too. Like, I mean, he gave himself that name. He, he made himself the bad boy of the bad boys. So it is what it is. What were you just talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>